0: 6, we're going to finish up some things on the armor of God tonight, and then I believe the Holy Ghost has something he wants us to do. Week over Ephesians chapter, oops, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning down there in verse 10, and we'll read, and then we've already started on this, so we won't repeat what we've already started the week before us, but we'll read and so we can just get our mind and, and our heart thinking in the right direction. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel praise God. Well, we've been talking these past weeks about the armor of God, and we've talked about the that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, and I won't go into that tonight. If you don't, didn't hear that, you need to get the last two Sunday night tapes. But uh, we will talk about the armor tonight some, and last week, we, I think we only covered one piece of the armor, and that was the breastplate of righteousness, and we talked about the fact that you've got to know you're righteous, that you're not equipped very well if you don't know who you are in Christ. If you don't if you I've got something hanging somewhere, he's bugging me. If, if you don't know who you are in Christ, and if you don't know I am the righteousness of God in Christ, well let's just put it simply, Satan's going to whoop up on you. If you're walking around unworthy, uh, not like I said, just not knowing who you are in Christ, see you're somebody in Christ. Without Christ, you're nothing, but in Christ, you're somebody. Amen. And so we went into that extensively last week. Then down looking in verse 15, it says, uh, uh, after we put on the breastplate of righteousness, then it says in verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now he's talking about here, do you see that word preparation? That's a key word there. He's talking about being prepared ahead of time. This is so important to the body of Christ, that we be prepared ahead of time, that the evil day is coming. We need to know that, that, that Satan is the god of this world and that we're not going to be able to live in this world and not encounter adversity. Amen? We can't escape adversity. We can always overcome adversity, but we, can never, we can't escape it. And so we need to be prepared ahead of time. That word gospel, of course, you know, means good news. So he's talking about here being prepared with the good news of peace. And what he's talking to us about and trying to get over to us is that that we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, we're prepared in such a way that when the evil day comes, we don't get into fear. See, when the attack of the enemy comes, more people are taken out by fear than are taken out by the attack itself. See, it's the fear, it's fear that will kill you quicker than anything. When the the attack comes against your body, it's fear. There's usually a simultaneous attack of fear against the mind. And you have to be prepared with the gospel of peace because if you can keep yourself in peace over this, then you can win. In fact, Jesus already did win. But if you get in fear, you're in trouble. And the only way to keep from getting in fear when the attack comes is to be prepared ahead of time. And so he's talking about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And the reason, one reason that we get into fear when the attack comes is because we've allowed fear to be programmed into our mind by the things we watch and read. I've talked to you before about watching and reading certain things. And you know, sometimes we've programmed fear into us. Well, you can deprogram yourself out of fear and into peace, into the gospel of peace. You can deprogram yourself into out of fear and into God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. You can deprogram yourselves out of fear into, into no weapon that's formed against me will prosper. You can deprogram yourself. And God wants you to be prepared. He says your feet need to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You better be prepared for the evil day or the evil day will take you out. And, and and be prepared to stand against that fear. Okay, then there in verse 16, and let, by the way, I, I'm sure this is understood, self-explanatory, but we prepare in the word of God. Amen. Now in verse 16 there, he says, above all. You ought to circle that above all. Because he's given us uh, uh, two pieces of armor already, and then he says above all. He says these are more important even than that and we've had some pretty important ones but here's some more important ones he says taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked so he lists three things after he says above all he's going to give us three pieces of armor that are above all and in the shield of faith is what you use during the attack family when the attack comes you need the shield of faith and hesitancy is, 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 will cause you to, will pro- prolong the battle I mean, sometimes I know that I hadn't been quick enough with the shield of faith. I hadn't been quick enough when, the, uh, when that attack comes. Have you ever kind of felt something in tickling in the back of your throat and you just hoped it was not what you thought it was and you hoped it'd go away and you just kind of ignored it for a while? See, not being, see, really kind of operating in fear just kind of hoping it'll go away and maybe if I don't think about this and maybe if I don't say anything about this and I'm just not going to confess this. And Well, that's one thing not to confess it and that's good, but it's another thing if that's fear. I mean, we need to just... Because w- what we need to do is be quick with the shield of faith and resist immediately. And the way we, re- the way we resist with the shield of faith is we say no because... We, and we're, we're quick. We have that shield ready. We're already prepared by the gospel of peace. And we have that shield ready and we say no because... I mean, we feel a pain, we say, no, because. No, because 1 Peter 2.24 says that he himself bore our sins in his own body and by his stripes we were healed. I left out about parts of that, but I was trying to say it fast, trying to impress y'all, you know, being fast. (laughs) Amen. So we're we're quick with that shield of faith. We lift that up and say, no, because. See, that's how the shield of faith works. That's what it's for. But you've got to be prepared or otherwise you'll say, well, now, Honey, I think I'm getting a sore throat, and you know, and well, well, would you mind praying for me? And and I think I'll gargle, and and, uh, and uh, my mom was a big gargle with salt water person. I hated gargling with salt water, but I mean, you could just pretend you think you had a sore throat, and you had to go gargle with salt water. Did I ever make y'all gargle? I, I didn't make them gargle. <laughs> Any but sometimes we're just not quick with the shield of faith and and, and sometimes we kind of wait around to see you know we'll sneeze and we'll wait around to see if is this anything or is this just a you know just something went by me and you know can't tickle my nose or something like that instead of just resist no in Jesus name, no, I resist that, I'll not take that no because this no because and you've got a scripture there for him. And you resist. See, that's the shield of faith. But you go. You got to be prepared. But look how important he said. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Look how important that is. And so, you know, family, we got to be. We don't just have to be boned up in in healing. We got to be boned up in every area. We got to be prepared. We got to be prepared for offense. Offense, not fence. fence. (laughs) Offense. We've got to be prepared because offense will try to come we've got to be prepared for uh uh finance it finances we got our water barrel bill this month and my husband see you alabamians i, I can tell i watch the people on our street they they it's like they don't believe in water in here i don't care if it don't, it don't they don't have to water it always rains and they'll just let their yards burn up but my but see we're used to watering in west texas because We put a sprinkler system in, right, Myron? (laughs) He knows every inch of it. We put a sprinkler system in our yard, and uh, it it came on two times a day in the flower beds just to keep the flowers alive. Y'all don't understand that. I know that's foreign to you. But it came on twice a day just to keep flowers growing in the flower bed. And so my husband's just been watering all month, you know, because it's been five weeks in Alabama without rain. That's the longest it's been since we've been here. Went five whole weeks. Rained the first week we moved, and it's been five weeks, no rain in Tuscaloosa. And so the yards around us are just burning up, the grass. And here's my husband. He's fertilizing and watering. Was watering all day, every day. Well, we got the water bill. See, you better be prepared with the shield of faith. Bless God. And my God supplies all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. So for whatever comes, those IRS letters. Pastor's always talking about the IRS letter. You're prepared. Amen. Praise God, you're prepared with that shield of faith, and you use it, and you say, no, because. And you know, it says there, and it says, if above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able. He doesn't say, sometimes, if you'll use the shield of faith, sometimes you'll be able to. He says, ye shall be able to quench how many of the fiery darts? All of them. He didn't say, now, some of them are going to be too big for this some of them are going to take longer than this some of them it's going to take more than this some of them you're going to have to get all the neighbors to pray with you some of them you're going to have to get the pastor to pray no he said if you'll lift up the shield of faith you'll quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and I'm convinced in my own life that if I would have lifted up the shield of faith sooner a lot of times I've messed around and let a, really nearly a stronghold let it really get a tight grip on me do you know what I mean? I mean sometimes we wait till it's double pneumonia hello and we need to be quick with that shield of faith be quick with it and then in verse 17 you know and then we're still into that above all another thing above all that you're to do is take the helmet of salvation now this may surprise you there the helmet of salvation is not talking about just being saved the helmet of salvation is really talking about the renewed mind is having on the renewed mind he said you better have on a renewed mind You know, God has real high-tech weapons for us. In fact, he said they're so high-tech, he said that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons are not carnal. They are not natural. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. I want to tell you something tonight, family. What we did in this service tonight the the way the Holy Ghost led that was mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds weapons those that was not natural things that was getting over in the spirit realm and being led of the spirit and and and, and things happen in the spirit realm and family we don't need to just do that every once in a while at church we need to be doing that at home where we begin to praise the Lord that's a good way to start and we begin to follow then after we've praised the Lord. If at, you know, when you start praising the Lord, you just start out by faith and, it, and, you know, nothing seems to be moving. And you just begin to say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. And, you know, you don't feel anything. But after you do that for a while, unction begins to rise up in you. And you begin to have anointing to do it. Amen? And then if you'll continue in that anointing, it, then, then you'll begin to have inspiration of things to speak out of your mouth. Or the Lord may say, pick up the word of God and turn to so-and-so chapter. I mean, you'll just have a, I'm not saying he says it and you'll hear an audible voice. You'll just have this, you'll just have an impression. Pick up the word and turn over there to Ephesians. Or pick up the word and turn over there to Psalm 91. Or, you know, he may, you may have, all of a sudden you're praising, all of a sudden you're just inspired to just run in your house. Running's not just for church. Or you may just be inspired to dance. Or you may just be or you may be inspired to just speak in tongues. Or you may just be inspired to walk around your house saying, The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood. One time I did that, I got over praising the Lord and I got to speak in the blood. And I kept feeling the Holy Ghost saying, Keep on, keep on, keep on. And I was saying, The blood, the blood, the blood. Thank you for the blood, the blood, the blood. And I just felt I just felt this urge just Keep on, keep on. So I'm just the blood, 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 the blood. And then I heard a demonic voice. After I did that for a while, I heard a demonic voice and said, what do you want? And then I heard a demonic voice say, give her anything she wants. I'm telling you, see, you can get over there. You can get over there. Jesus will take you over there and help you defeat powers and principalities against your life. He'll help you get over there. Amen. And these church services that we have, they're just practice for what you're doing at home. You just are getting, you're just getting a taste of it and saying, I, I see that. I see that. I see that. I see how I see that. I see that. I see how Philip was speaking that. I see how Philip, and I can speak that way too. I can speak that way too. And you know, family, there's one thing to confess. To confess. I'm making my confessions today. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above. All, that's good. That's good. But there's another thing to get out under that anointing and start speaking some of those things. I mean, that's a whole different. That's a whole different realm. Takes on a whole new dimension. Takes on a whole another dimension. Takes on power. Now I think we ought to do both. I think we ought to speak when we don't have unction, and I think we ought to speak when we do have unction. Amen. But if you're not ever getting under unction, then you're not spending time with the Lord. You're not getting out there, and 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna have the success you could have as if you'd getting some time with the Lord. I know because I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been there when I was just spending well, I wasn't spending enough time to get get out there in the spirit and it doesn't take as much as you think it doesn't take as much as you think but it's not while you're drinking your coffee and eating your donut on the way to work praying you won't get out in the spirit realm if that's the only kind of praying that you ever do hello amen and you know I and it really you're not going to get I'll just get out there and help you with this a little bit I didn't even know I was going to talk about this but let me just help you you're going to have to get alone you you just never will be as bold and you won't be if you're not alone. Now, you know, I, I, Dawn, I'll just say this for you. You you, know, you you can have your babies there. I tell you, you can just pray and, and speak and do all sorts of things with babies crawling all over you. But there reaches an age when if my children are in the house or if my even my husband, and he's the minister, but if he's in the house, I'm just not as bold. I don't get as free. I've got to be alone, just me and God. And then I get over there in that spirit realm and, boy, I can get over there and start praying some things and start speaking some things. And so you, you're going to have to be alone if you have to go to the woods. Now, if we told you that in West Texas, it'd be hard, family. But you can go to the woods here. Of course, I I, I stay out of the woods in Alabama. I'm not, I don't have faith for the woods. I heard there's ticks here, and I heard there's poison ivy, and I heard all about all this stuff, And and I, I, and I know there's chiggers. And I know y'all call them red bugs or whatever, but they're here. Trust me, they're here. And so I stay out of the woods, but you've got to find somewhere. And being with God would be worth all of that. You can just pray a Holy Ghost protection on you. But you've got to get out there, and you're going to have to be alone, or you won't be bold. I mean, even if you're in the bedroom and your wife's in the living room, you're not going to get out there, and you're, you're, you know you're going to pray, thank you, Jesus, praise God. You know, because you, you just don't want your voice to be, Do you all understand what I mean? Do you all feel that way? I see, I feel that I pray boldly. You can tell I'm a bold person. I don't have any problem praying in front of y'all. I don't have any problem praising in front of y'all. But I'm still not, I'm not as bold when I'm with, when when somebody's in the house. Now, if we were both praying together, that'd be different. But if he's in there typing on the typewriter or there's, that's no, the computer. If he's in there typing on the computer, I'm not going to be in there going, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. You know, I'm going to be more intimidated. And so I've got to get alone. You're going to have to find some time alone. Well, I don't know where you're going to go. I mean, we always make a way. My husband goes to the garage and prays. Walks around in the garage and prays in the garage. We have had the most anointed garages because we've always had, we have had, we have had our garages so prayed over. Amen. You may, I don't know where you're going to go, but you're going to have to go somewhere somewhere where you can be bold amen praise God I mean that's true hallelujah so the helmet of salvation is the renewed mind you know what the renewed mind knows how to use the word the renewed mind knows how to use the word the renewed mind has Holy Ghost recall Holy Ghost recall You know, I don't really think you should even concern yourself with memorizing scriptures. You can if God tells you to, but that's not a big priority to me. If you will get in the Word and you will feast on the Word of God, you'll have recall. You will. You may not have, you may not have, you may not can quote the whole verse. But family, we've got enough, we've got enough helps now that if you can remember three words of it, you know, sometimes I'll be praying, and just something will come. You know, uh, something something will come up out of my heart. Something I don't even know where it's at, but I know it's a scripture. You know, I know, and so hey, you know, hey, I got a computer program. I just go over and tell it. I just type in a few words, two or three words, and it just gives me every scripture that has those words in. It. If you don't have that, you can do that with a Strong's Concordance. Amen. But you've got to have, when the renewed mind has Holy Ghost recall, and you've got to have it, you've got to be able to recall. Amen? The renewed mind recognizes the spirit behind whatever's said to you. You know, there's more than one voice out there. You know, the Bible says, uh, my sheep hear my voice. Remember that in John? And the voice of the stranger they do not heed or follow. I believe that's like the amplified version in it. But you think about it. It doesn't say they don't hear the voice of the stranger. No, it never says they don't hear it. It says they don't heed it or follow it. Man, there's some voices out there. But the renewed mind has recognition and recognizes the spirit behind the voice. And so, I, I, it's deceptive. There, Sometimes I've heard things before and I've thought, you know, especially like you're believing God for healing and you'll hear things and you'll think, you know, that sounds like God. You'll hear something like, well, uh, you're in, you're, you've got this disease or, you've, or you're suffering in this sickness because of the call of God on your life because you have to be able to understand how other people are going to feel. And you know, at the first, when you first hear that, that kind of sounds right. Because you know what? It does make you compassionate to other people. Hello. And so, for just a second there, you just believe that lie. And so, you just settle down to kind of suffer through for a while. Because after all, God's doing something for the call of God on your life, and you're getting more compassionate, and then all of a sudden, but if you have the renewed mind, all of a sudden you're going, the spirit, that don't sound right. That's not right. Hello. And you recognize the spirit behind it, amen. And so we got to have the renewed mind. That's the re- that's the renewed mind. And then he said, on the, on the, and when he talked about the above all, he also said the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now the sword of the spirit is uh, uh, the the shield of faith is defensive. The attack comes and you say no because no. I will not take that because this. No, I will not believe that lie because this. That's defensive, but the sword of the spirit is offensive, or it, actually, you could say it this way: it's preventative. See, you take that sword of the spirit every day, and you begin to speak. You know, we were using the sword of the spirit tonight. Philip was speaking some things. I am this, and I am that, and I, and this is, and that's the sword of the spirit going out there. Amen. And you actually, even in the attack, you can say, the attack comes and you can say, no, by his stripes we were healed. I will not take that. I thank you, Lord God. You're the health of my countenance. I'm the head and not the tail. You can begin to speak those things. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And you take the sword of the Spirit and can even go past. You lift up the shield of faith and say, no, because. You know, one scripture is sufficient for the shield of faith. But you take that sword and you begin to clear a path, I mean. You begin to clear the path before you, and you can do that in advance. You don't have to wait for the attack to come. In fact, you can start eliminating a lot of the attacks. You can start preventing them from coming. You start putting enough out with the sword of the Spirit. Amen? Praise God. I hope you're using your sword hallelujah and I taught you a week or two ago last week or the week before about taking your Bible and your yellow marker and marking those scriptures in your Bible and you just turn to them boy you don't have to mine's so marked boy and I can just start turning to them and saying honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long upon the earth and so I'll just start reading them like that and i tell you what faith will start rising up sometimes I say them another way I, think I, I say it this way and Lord you've raised me up together and you've made me sit together in heavenly places and by grace I'm saved and it's not of myself and I begin to personalize and I put myself in those scriptures amen but they're marked I'm telling you they're marked and like I told you sometimes I start you know how long you say Debbie do you do all of them in your Bible every day no I do, them. you know how long I do it? I do it till all of a sudden, bless God. It, I tell you what, you'll, you do it, you'll do it, and some days you may you may read scriptures for 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden something just rises up inside of you, and all of a sudden you're in faith. Now family, I'll just tell you this. I've done some experimentation. I have. I've experimented with this. And I've, gotten, I've praised the Lord. I've walked through the house praising God. And then there's been days that I just, and, and I'm for all of these things. These are all godly and good things and should be a part of our life. But there's been times I've just prayed in tongues. And then there's been times that I've got down in the floor and I've got down before the Lord. Just got down before the Lord. And I'm for it. I, I think we should. And there's times for that but I want to tell you something family let me say this right there's nothing that prepares you for what's coming later in the day like having spoken the word and on the days that I said "Well, I'm just going to see I'm not going to speak the word today but I'm going to just pray in tongues I wasn't prepared did you know every time that I did it that way during the day my faith would just be My faith would be just like shifted a little. I mean, or just I wouldn't. I what I could feel. I wasn't quite in faith. I wasn't quite on top of it. You know? Do y'all understand what I'm saying there? But I'm telling you, when I speak the word, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. And sometimes I start at the back of the Bible and I go that way. And sometimes I start at the front of the Bible and I go that way. And sometimes I start in Malachi because I like that scripture in Malachi that says that for those that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And I start there. And I don't just limit it to healing scriptures. I read the scriptures that talk about uh, that I, that, uh, that what, who I am in Christ. God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus and I, and I read the scriptures that say that that, that talk about finances that I am thank you Lord you give me the power to prosper the power to get wealth I read those too those are all marked too so I don't just limit it to healing scriptures but I'm building myself. Do you see? And sometimes while I'm reading, just I'll get there to that place. And, and I, oh, here, let me just, I'm, well, I'm helping you now. This is practical tonight. But I'll just be, say, I'll just go here. Half. I'll say, for, I'll read Mark eleven twenty two and eleven twenty three and eleven 24. I'll read that. And while I'm turning to the next one, I pray in tongues. Shola batikikabohosikikabahasa. See how I'm just killing two birds with one stone, so to speak, of? To say an old cliche. I mean, I don't know how edifying that is to kill birds with stones. <laughs> and I have some scriptures in here underlined for my husband, too. And while I'm at it, when I get to those, I just stop and I pray those for him, too. And I just say, I just praise you for that, Lord, for Michael and his life. And I just speak this over him. And a lot of times I get over here to Job. And you know, that's another thing. Sometimes I don't start at the front and I don't start at the back and I don't start in the middle. Sometimes I just start with where the Holy Lord leads me. I always start with Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear. I always start there. And I thank the Lord that his words are life, health, and medicine to my flesh. I start there. And then. Sometimes I'm just led by, I just say, okay, I'm just going to go to all the major healing scriptures. And so I go to Isaiah 53 and I go to Matthew 8:17 and I go to 1 Peter 2:24 and I just go to those, I go to Psalm 103 and I just go to all those major healing scriptures. Sometimes I'm led like that and I do it that way. I just be led by the Spirit, but I'm... I, uh, And it keeps it fresh in my life. But sometimes when I get over to Psalm chapter 42, it says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, and also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And right there I just said, The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So I just stopped there and let the Spirit lead me what friends to pray for. And so I just start lifting up some friends before the Lord. Just whoever the Lord lays on my heart that day. And if he doesn't, if I, if I get to that one and I don't, I don't, I, nobody, I sit there and pray in tongues a minute and nobody comes to mind. I just go to the next one. Amen. Praise God. See, I'm getting that sword of the Spirit out there, getting on the offensive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, we'll go on now. Let me find Ephesians chapter 6 because I, I think you caught it. Oh, how I wish. How, I wish someone had taught me to how to do this. Years ago. Amen. So then, after we put on take the sword of the Spirit, he says something very important, and we nearly think we just usually stop there and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praise God, we've got on the armor. And we stop right there, and we don't even read verse 18 a lot of times, but you know what? Verse 18 has everything to do with your victory. Because, see, when you are in the attack, what Satan wants to do is get you bogged down with yourself it's so easy to get bogged down with yourself I mean if your body feels bad family you can spend hours just laying on the couch praying for yourself but if we will do if if we will uh, do what I just taught you to do turning to the scriptures and those things and, and, and acting on the Holy Ghost letting the Holy Ghost lead us acting in faith because he'll always give us action when we pray the prayer of faith and we believe we receive he'll give us some action to do like he did, Brother Hagen. I was listening to a tape this week that talked about that, and you know, like Brother Hagen, when he was seventeen years old and on the bed of sickness, he he prayed Mark eleven twenty three, and he believed he received when he prayed. And then the Holy Ghost said to him, He said, "Now heal people are are up and dressed at ten thirty in the morning, and he's paralyzed. So see, God gave him an action to do." And so he had to rise up and do it. And when you pray and believe you receive, God's going to give you an action. If it's finances, sometimes he'll say, give. And you'll say, no, God, you misunderstood. I, I said I had a need. I said you need to give me money. I, you misunderstood. You, I don't need to give away money because I don't have enough right now. And you know how pastor says it, if what you have in your hand does not meet your need, it must be your seed. And I have never had it fail. Where I, Every time we've, we've tried to, every time we've bought and sold houses, sow a seed. Sow a seed. Every time. Cars, sow a seed. And see, there's always an act of faith. There's always something to do in faith. And, and, you know, I caught on to this, so I finally just started asking the Lord, okay, God, what do I need to do to act in faith here? Because I want to act on my faith. And if you're sick in your body, God's going to give you something to do to act in faith. He's real good about things like, you know, your foot is hurt, bad, and he'll say dance or something like that, and you'll go, God, you do not understand. This thing hurts. I can hardly stand up. And you said dance. See, he's trying to get you to act on your faith. Amen. And so after you've done that, though, well then you go, Oh, so okay, I, I prayed, I've confessed my scriptures, I believed, I received, and I've acted in faith. Okay, let's oh, let's talk about my body again some more, Lord, it hurts really bad and and, let's, and you the temptation is to go back and pray again for your body. But here's what we need to do is in verse eighteen, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for yourself. Is that what it says? What does it say? For all saints. But, Father, you don't understand. I've got more need than they do. He says, no, now you just forget about yourself. You believed you received. Right there is an act of faith of itself. It's just to okay, now I start praying for, now I'm praying for other people. And I start lifting up the the saints. See, most Christians spend about 95, well, I won't even say that good, 99% of their time praying for you-know-who. Moi, as they say. Isn't that correct? And we ought to spend about 1% of our time praying for self, and we ought to spend about 99% of our time praying for the saints. Hello, Jesus. I, 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 I thought I'd get applause or something. <laughs> no. In verse 19, he says, he even goes so far to say, and pray for me that utterance may be given unto me. Family, if when the enemy attacked us, if we would do, verse 19, I tell you what, I, I really believe he would back off. If when the enemy starts attacking you, you'd start praying and seeking God for utterance. You know, look over there in Acts. We'll look this up. We're just about through. I'm just about through. Acts 4. Now, y'all don't take it out on me. The Holy Ghost moved earlier, and that, that's, that's one thing. that But let's turn over to Acts 4. And look what the uh, disciples did. The attack came against the disciples in verse 29, and he said, and they said, here's what they did. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants. I mean, they did not get down on their knees and spend hours. God, you know what they said about us, and they said this, and God, I just can't take anymore, and Lord, this has just hurt me, and I am just so wounded. Do you all know, family, how many Christians in the body of Christ are just whining around about how wounded they are? Well, get a life. We've all been hurt. I get, I got, I've been listening to David Horton. It's Chad and, and, and Phillip's fault, and I, I, I've got that spirit on me. I love it how when he's talking about it, and he says, you know, if you do that, you're going to die. Can I have your watch? <laughs> 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 I mean, I think, Well, this is horrible. <laughs> I mean, how could you say that to somebody? <laughs> but family, we, do, we need a wake-up call in the body of Christ, and that kind of stuff wakes us up. And I just, I'm, I'm tired of whiny Christians that, oh, I've been, you know, wounded and, and you know, and they said this about me and uh, and I just, I'm just tired of that. We've all been sly about. We've all been slandered. We've all been hurt. Just rise up. Amen. Just rise up and do what the apostles did here. And he, they said, Lord, they, they threatened us. Now grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Family, if they had sat there whining to God, the place wouldn't have got shaken. But they said, they just, they just, they, they told the Lord, they were threatening us, Lord, he knew it anyway. They told the Lord, and then they said, Now, Lord, give us boldness, that we may speak your word boldly. And family, sometimes when we're under attack, that's what we need to do. We need to pray for other people, and then we need to just pray and ask God, God, help me to be bold, and start speaking the word boldly. Because you know what? A lot of times that's what the attack's there for anyway, is Satan's just trying to shut you up. Hello. Hello. I mean, you know, sometimes the attack's just trying to get you out of church. Well, bless God, ever since we've been coming to this church, wow, our lives have been attacked. Well, hello, he's just trying to get you to quit coming. Just get more committed. Just get more committed. Amen? Amen? See, the armor of God is about priorities. That's really what it's about. Because if you look there... In Ephesians 6, when it's talking about the armor, four of those pieces of armor, you look this, you you study this out for yourself. You meditate on that. But four of those pieces of armor is all are talking about the word of God. He just, he gave us four pieces, and they're all the word of God. He just gave them to us four different ways. But it, instead of saying, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word, he said, uh, no, he said, uh. Prepare your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put on the shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Lift up the shield of faith. See, he told us four times, really, get in the Word. Get in the Word. Get on the helmet of salvation, which is a renewed mind. Get in the Word. And so it's really about priorities. And if you look there. In that Ephesians 6, it mentions the word of God four times in different ways. And then it mentions uh, two other things. Righteousness, or knowing who you are in Christ, and faith. I want to tell you something, family. Most of the body of Christ is majoring on the minors all the time. Most churches major on the minors. They preach sermon messages that have little relevance to do with life. Sometimes they're even the word, but they have little relevance for life. You know, about once every two years you need to hear a sermon on Armageddon or something like that. Maybe not that often. But it is just not relevant to life. I don't even care, do you? I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be in the war. See, The priority things that we need in church and that you ought to spend your study time studying is righteousness, who I am in Christ. Who am I in Christ and faith? Because if I know who I am in Christ and I'm in faith, bless God, get out of my way. But I can tell you I can be boned up on all the facts of Armageddon. And all the ten horns of the beast, and and I don't even know because I don't even pay much attention. Oh, I, I mean, I find it interesting occasionally, and I've l- listened when somebody was talking about. I find end time prophecy uh, interesting, and I think that as Jesus' soon return comes, we'll hear more and more teaching on the rapture, and and Jesus is coming back, and that's good because and, and I'm and, and it does it, it 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 gives us hope, doesn't it? It gives us hope and, and blesses us. But really, if I don't know I'm righteous and I don't have faith, then just preaching on the rapture just gives me an escape mentality. Bless God, we're going to get out of here this place one of these days. And we, <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> and we just, we get to thinking about escaping versus conquering. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, did y'all learn something tonight?